My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Esetu Hassane, media liaison officer for the Department of Transport. Been around, done a lot of work. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Esetu. Good to talk to you so early in the morning. Good, good morning, John, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for the invite. And get Up and Go, you had a bit of a tough march in 2017 with tweets, didn't you? I did, actually, <laughs> but that was a growing pain, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, yes, you, growing pain. I mean, that, that's what you do. Social media is a thing. It's its such a difficult line to tread, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I've always said to people that social media has developed over time. If you check Helensville, Helensville has a very difficult time mm-hmm. uh, 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 understanding and adapting before, let's say, when you joined social media in around 2009, 2010, 2011, anything went, anything was fine. You yeah. could say anything. Uh, it was just a, a, a bad street. Let me say that it was just war, in a sense. <laughs> but then as people grow, as we all grow, so people watch each other. So you must watch what you say. You must watch how you behave. Mm. Uh, there's woke Twitter, there's black Twitter. There's, there's, there's a, 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 all sorts of groups who are policing each other. And I think the greatest police that you would have now on Twitter would be a group called Woke Twitter. <laughs> so you can't, just, you can't just say anything. You'd be dealt with, you'd be fired very fast, and you'd have to apologize fast. So you, you just have to be careful. As to what you say on social media now. Are we taking Twitter too seriously? I, I've always thought of Twitter as a bit of a joke. Uh, eventually, I also, I always, also, uh, I've always thought that we take Twitter too serious. Mm. But then, to be honest, also, uh, uh, I don't think uh, it's that because sometimes uh, when you are online, you tend to do and say things that you wouldn't say and do when you are around uh, people face to face. So there's that sense of uh, anonymity, even when you have your name there, so you can say anything. So it's great that we police each other. At least that protects people against rude and bad people. For example, yesterday we announced the spokesperson of the department, uh, Ms. Ayanda, uh, also your colleague there mm. from uh, SAFM, yeah. but I guess no longer your colleague now. Oh, we're not and sure. There were pe- yes, and, and there were people who were saying some pretty bad, mean, sexist, unnecessary things. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but before, those people would be in huge numbers. So now it, it's, a, it's a smaller uh, number of people, so whenever they say something, you don't really care, yeah. actually, because... It's a very small, small group of people. But before, it used to be such a bad place that their views, their bad opinions would be widely shared by many people. So the policing by woke Twitter and by all these groups on social media is good. It does protect people. But sometimes we tend to overdo it, mm. uh, which is also bad. That's your job. I mean, uh, and at the moment, media liaison officer for the Department of Transport. Fakili Mbalula is not one of the most liked men in the country. Uh, so yeah. that's your job now is to is to get him to see the important things, isn't it? Yes, yes that's true. And, uh, I, I've learned a lot from working with him. Uh, from university, I went to ANN7, actually, to be an intern. Mm. And then right after interning, I went to his office and became an intern there for about a year. And then I became the media liaison. And when I got to his office at first, he was starting out social media, I remember. 
uh, huge uh, have lots of those you remember t wars yeah. so I, I i learned that it is uh, in my boss's nature to have such t wars so he's a very confrontational people person so when someone says something mean uh, he would like to respond back not by saying something meaner, but dismissing those people with a joke, mm. with a light joke or, or something, or, or trolling those people back in a, in a light way that people would enjoy. So I, I've always enjoyed his approach to social media, and I, I, that's why his following quickly increased. I think in cabinet or in the ANC, he's the most followed person. Uh, and, and that happens because he tweets in a way that people can relate and people can uh, uh, familiarize with. He's famous for blocking people, though. I'm one of the, the block list when he was, n- no, when he no, was a sure sports on the minister. Block list. His block list was at around 4,000 and something. <laughs> but then, uh, <laughs> but then uh, uh, we had an amnesty. I spoke, <laughs> to, I spoke to the boss. I'm like, new page, new dawn. Let's just kill the block list. We'll yeah. start it again. So currently on his block list is zero. You must check your Twitter really? account. Really? Unblocked. I'm yes. going to go have a look. Uh, 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 there's an app uh, we use. It unblocked everyone. Okay. It unblocked everyone in one call. And then we suppress that. So there's no one who's blocked now. Unless you've done something. <laughs> again, again. <laughs> in the past two days, then you might be blocked again. Uh, okay, let's talk about Eseto Asana then. Uh, who are you? How did you start out? Well, uh, for now, I, I, I think I don't think it will be fair to say I am anyone big, but obviously I have a name, mm-hmm. all of us do, and I have a background I'm from Tata in a small rural place there called Nguilin. I came here in 2014 in Pretoria after graduating from UCT, uh, where I studied public policy, uh, media and international relations. Mm-hmm. So that is briefly me uh, uh, to say. So I studied in Cape Town, my high school and university was there. And I've always known that I'm going to work in Pretoria because I started something in relation to government. So I knew if I want to find a job, I must come to Pretoria because that is where the city, that is where the city of government and the, the, the seat of government is at so i came decide to look for a job and i was fortunate to quickly find a job uh, in balula's office was that always the goal to go into politics somehow uh, it, it 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 was not always that you know when you are from a rural area and you go to public schools sometimes you don't uh, really have a lot of career choices so i remember i was doing commercial subjects and i've always thought that when I go to varsity, I'll be doing a become accounting or something in relation to that. But then I did not like math. So when I go to varsity, <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, let me do a general degree. Uh, did a general degree in my first year, and then I chose my majors. I saw I can do good in media because I like media. I said, okay, let me balance it off because it's an art degree, so you don't want to do something... Uh, uh, that is uh, uh, secular in a way, only one uh, major. So I did three majors because I thought at the time it would give me an advantage. And then as, as I grew in varsity, I became interested in politics. I remember in my first year, in around October, November, I was already campaigning to be in the, in the faculty council mm-hmm. in humanities. 
So I made it in it in the faculty council, and then in the following year I campaigned to be in the SRC. I lost by one vote. I could not get in. But then uh, at the end of 2013, when one of the members of the SRC left, I was able to be pulled in because I was next in line. So uh, uh, the thing of going into politics, even when I've started working, mm. it's not something new. It started then in Varsity when I developed interest in politics there. So when I came to Pretoria, I knew that I'm not looking for a job in the private sector anyway. I've always known that I'm going to look for jobs in government. So that has always been my thinking because of what I studied and also my interest because I was very much leaning to politics even in university. The media has changed. I'm seeing when you, you started that in 2014, the media has changed in these last five years so much. How do you yeah. keep up to date with the current trends, the new things, the where people are, where people's eyes and ears are? I think one one of the advantages that I've had was that I was exposed immediately when I got into the ministry. I was exposed to you guys, like the journalists. So being uh, closely to journalists, the media itself, uh, your youngs, you know, Samkele Maseko, uh, your Kwanita Hunter, your 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 your, your from 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 uh, uh, prime media. So all these young people, if you are able to build the relationships with, I've always said, even with my colleagues in government, that you are you are you, you can easily adapt because they understand the mood of the country. They can read the mood of the country. So from uh, uh, building relationships with people within the media you are able to quickly adapt and adjust. As I'm saying to you that in 2011 to 09, social media was different mm. from what it is now. Mm. So you are able to adapt by learning from how those people behave online in their personal spaces, how they believe, behave on print and broadcast when they work, and then we listen to radio, even radio, even TV. So the programs that you guys had, about three years ago, are no longer the same. So you you read, so you are able to to, to learn from people, uh, from books, from TV, from radio, by constantly being in touch. Uh, You are able to learn and adapt uh, and keep your job, basically, because if you don't (laughs) learn and adapt, you won't keep your job. Uh, we're chatting to Seto Hassane, media liaison officer for the Department of Transport. I want to talk about using social media for elections. We just had the elections now. Obama was apparently the first, uh, the first election, big election that happened, and social media was influential. How important is social media today in South Africa? Because we still rely so much on the newspapers and the SABC. Social media in South Africa is very important, uh, but we've always said, because I worked in the elections unit of the ANC for the past uh, one year, and I was very much involved into the social media unit of it. So social media is very important, but we've always uh, worn ourselves into believing that everyone is on social media. We've always had this thing that uh, Twitter or Facebook is not South Africa, yeah. but then it has a very large influential group of people, especially Twitter, that you can't ignore. So you must always try to dominate that space. So from your lessons from Obama, even Donald Trump, to a great extent. In fact, if you look at Donald Trump, you might not like what he says. I don't like what he says, but you can admit one thing: he uses 
social media even better than Obama mm. to defend himself, to defend his presidency, and to keep his constituents. So that is what you do on, on, on social media. You defend yourself, you, you, you build your constituency and keep it, and also try to win over people. And that is what we are doing. So social media is huge and it is important in South Africa, but it must never give you a false impression that this is how to gauge South Africans mm. and their mood, especially here in South Africa, because mostly people who are on social media, it's an elite group of people who can afford data, who can afford smartphones. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a class of people, let me say, and not to diss them because I'm also part of that group. But there's a large group of people who are in rural areas mm. who are poor without jobs who can't afford to buy data, who can't afford to be online and participate in these conversations. And those are the people who, for example, listen to SAFM because even if you don't have a phone, a radio, you'd have... I mean, even if you don't have a phone, one way or the other, you'll have a radio, you'll have access to television, and that is where we heavily rely on SABC. But the campaign strategy also uh, catered for, for radio, for, 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 for print, for example, like your adverts and everything. And we could say that uh, for rural people, this is how we'll get them, by coming to SAFM and saying these are our adverts. But that is not enough, so you also go on television, and that is not enough, you also go to sure. adverts and, uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. So social media is important, but your plan around capturing people's minds in elections must be way broader because there are people who aren't on social media. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your your, da- your daily get-up-and-go. That's why we got you here. So you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides being on the phone to SAFM at quarter to five in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing I do is to check my Twitter account. Your, your personal also, Twitter account? Yes, my, my personal one. Yep. And also check what people are saying about my principal. Uh, Minister Figlem Balula, and I check from his Twitter account, I also search his name. And then if uh, there's nothing that we need to respond to, it's fine. I have an app called Press Reader. Mm-hmm. So I quickly go to Press Reader, I check what the headlines are there without buying an article. And if I see there's an article or a headline of interest, I quickly buy it before I get to the office, because usually at the office there are papers right. that uh, get delivered. Uh, I read the papers when I get to the office, and then I brief uh, the boss what uh, people say in general, uh, what are people saying about government in general, and then what are they saying about him. But usually, and uh, that is the part I like about our job, is that we're not office-bound because of the kind of person Minister Mbalula is. So in most cases, we're on the ground. So when we're at the office, there isn't too much work. There's admin work, and there's computer work, and there is uh, just office work. But I really like it when we're on the ground. For example, as the police who were chasing criminals, <laughs> that is what you are saying. Yeah. So at sport, for example, we were always uh, with uh, athletes, on the field, uh, practicing, uh, supporting them on events uh, uh, such as the big tournaments. So we were always with the uh, sporting people. At police or something, we were always on the ground responding to crises uh, surrounding crime and sometimes running anti-crime, anti-gang uh, uh, campaigns. 
So here at, at, at police, I, I get the sense that also it's a huge department uh, that involves uh, a, a ports, that involves roads, that involves a, a, a rail. So there's lots of things. And I get the sense that also here will be on the ground a lot with the boss. So okay. that, is, that, is, that, is, that, that is my day. Are there days, and I imagine Donald Trump's advisors are the same, where you just want to take for Kilim Balula's phone away and say, "Excuse me, sir, I just just give me take give me your phone for a day." I think for anyone in the public service who has a boss who's a politician, will always want to take <laughs> uh, their boss's phone away sometimes. <laughs> I, 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 I would make I would make a, a small light, but a very light one, mm. because I can't make. A, the heavy commentary stuff. You know, the other time during the campaign, the campaign, Mr. Yeng, Tony Yeng, is an ANC yes. member, yeah. so he was play, he was playing golf. Uh, so, uh, Embarks is in Deben during the manifesto launch of the ANC at around January. So, he sees uh, Tony tweeting, playing golf. And then he texts Tony, Tony, what are you doing? Why are you playing golf while you are busy campaigning? Yeah. And then instead of Tony responding, he blocks Balloon. <laughs> and, la- and I was laughing. But then there are extreme uh, cases where uh, it's not a light moment, where yes. he goes heavy yeah. on, on his comrades when they disagree. So those are the moments. But I, I can't take the phone, so I can only watch. But then sometimes when he says something and I see it fast, I quickly tell it <laughs> before any of you guys see. But if it's been there for an hour, for three hours, Too late. I, I just leave it. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be one but of those days. Always, yes, but you would come <laughs> back and say, say two, say two. I go check there on Twitter or something. <laughs> and then I know what to do when he says go check the something. <laughs> what? What keeps you going, Eseto? I imagine it's a it's a very busy day. Media liaison officer, you're getting phone calls all the time. What what keeps you going on a daily basis? Well, for now, I think it's my siblings. I I have about four siblings behind me. I'm the first one of five. Mm-hmm. They all depend on me basically. So those are the people that when I get up and I go to work, I go to work for them because if I wouldn't work. A lot of things would collapse. They wouldn't have food tomorrow or a roof. So those are the people who keep me going. And uh, mainly also because we love South Africa. We want to make it better. And I've always believed that uh, some young people don't see public service as a career choice. And we are in government as young people and we are on social media to show ourselves in government to make it look and seem sexy. Because if we don't go to government with our skills, with our qualifications, then we are saying that the public service deserves less. And we will always complain about service delivery, mm. be it in communications and government or at the cold face of delivery of uh, uh, schools, hospitals, and all the things that our people need. So if we don't go to public service as young people, then uh, we'll never have a proper uh, public service. So uh, uh, my siblings keep me going. Mm-hmm. Also, my love for government that I developed even from varsity, it's what keeps me going. What does leadership mean to you? Well, leadership is uh, mainly about accountability, being able to account to, 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 to people 
that you've uh, promised. And I think we learned a lot during the campaign. I was attached to the president the entire campaign. So we're basically stalking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we did not have a name, I would laugh to my colleagues and say we are presidential stalkers because there's presidential <laughs> protection and everything. So we learned a lot, uh, I think, from our current president right now because he constantly mentions this word of accountability, of, uh, of, 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 of being in service of your people and being able to explain your action. So leadership is about accountability and being able to explain your actions. So you must never be found wanting uh, to embarrass to explain what you've done. And if you are always aware that I must explain what I've done, you'll always be the conscious of doing the right thing. Is I was interested earlier. We were talking about. I made a little note here. Media liaison officer. I always think that you are the. You know, it's it's a one way street. In other words, it's you talking to the media. I didn't realize how hmm. much you look at the media as well and brief the minister about what's going on. Well, I think a large, a large, large, large part of 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 uh, of my job as media liaison is is is, is gauging the mood. Of, of 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 the public, and a group of people who influence that mood is the media. So you must know how people are thinking by reading the papers or or listening on radio. In fact, radio is some is what I also monitor, and it's easy to monitor it now because you guys are on social media. Yeah. So I know what you oh, guys are talking clever. about by just by just putting a name there, Banula on the first page. You see, oh, that is what. That is what people were saying on that radio station. You also have podcasts. You quickly go and listen to the podcast. So in as much as we talk to the media and we run around trying to get your attention so you cover us, we also try by all means to understand what you guys are saying so that whoever is our political principal is able to respond appropriately. And sometimes if you don't do that, you disadvantage your boss because you blindfold them in a way. So they will operate in a space yes. where they don't know how people are thinking and what they are saying. Sometimes, sometimes as the public, it feels like ministers do do that. So is, is that just a bad media liaison officer? Yes. In fact, I think I was tweeting that about two days ago, saying that government departments, most of them, they have dedicated government public servants from the DG to your security mm. at the door. They work every day. But then sometimes they get principals who are not able to, to showcase and broadcast that work of the department, giving an impression that some government departments are not working when they are working. Mm. And in most cases, those principals are failed by their communicators in the office. People think that communication is just waiting for an email or for a phone call from John from SAFM asking questions. <laughs> they respond to those questions and then they leave it there. Yeah. In most cases, this is what we decided with the boss, is that we create stories so that they see stories being created by yeah. us and then they come and ask. And we create our own media platforms because, as you're saying, social media is very important. He has about 1.6 million followers on Twitter. On Facebook, it's a quarter of a million. On Instagram, it's, uh, it's about 500,000 followers. So grouping all those people together, uh, it, it's a huge, powerful tool to place what he does there 
and create in interest so that you guys won't be bored by him. <laughs> you want to cover him. You get what I mean? Yeah. So we've done a rich, proactive content by ourselves so that the media is uh, is met halfway. So some people in government don't do that, giving an impression of an inactive department yeah. or an, uh, an impression of an inactive political principle because the communicators attached to the person are not really working or sometimes they are not skilled enough to work, which is unfortunate. Okay, I don't know if you've looked at your Twitter this morning. Everybody's so surprised that they've been unblocked by you and by Fakil and Balula as well. That's literally the, your topic of the talk of the day today, is how you know, they've they, been they unblocked. Must, you, you, know, you know what Oprah says, look under your chair. So look on your Twitter, you are blocked, you are blocked. Go look. Everyone I, is blocked. I just yeah. <laughs> I looked at it enough. Akilin Balula, it is there, and he's 1.6 million followers. I can follow him again, and I can criticize him again, which is great. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And and, and you must also follow me. And if I have. I've just done again, it now. Yeah, yeah. Whisper, whisper to me. I'm blocked again. <laughs> I will quietly, I will yeah, quietly, quietly unblock and absorb the heat when he attacks <laughs> me. Yeah, when I said you're busy unblocking people here who are mean to me. So we'll, we'll be fine. I love your Twitter handle as well. Esetu on duty. I like it. Yes, 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 yes. Great chatting to you. Thanks very much and uh, good luck for the rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Esetu Asani, media liaison officer for the Department of Transport. He's been all around. Get up and go. Wake up and check Twitter. That's, that's his job. Somebody's got to do it, hey? Read Twitter all the day. And I think the big news there is that he and Fakilin Balula have unblocked people, which is which is great news. I was blocked when I was a sports journalist, and I put journalist in inverted commas, by the way. I was a sports presenter, uh, and I was critical of him a few times on Twitter, very critical of him when he was Minister of Police, and extremely critical when he was the Minister of Elections. Uh, but then I was reading Gangster State, uh, the book about Ace Makashule, and sometimes it looks as if Fakil Mbalula is actually the good guy. So, yeah, live and learn. You, know? you learn things every single day. All right, that's the program. Thanks very much to Tabela for producing it. Uh, Zelma was the technical producer, and she was the one who chose all the music. She will do it again tomorrow. We'll be back again between 3 and 5 tomorrow. Uh, our artist of the, Do we know who the artist of the day is tomorrow? Well, we don't know who it is yet, so it'll be a surprise for both of us. Thanks very much for joining us. Nomsa has the news now at 5 o'clock. Uh, first take with Elvis Presley directly after that. Have yourself a lekker day.